Hey everybody and welcome to Church Video Solutions. We are in our fifth episode and we are super excited for you guys today. Yes, number five. So thank you guys for sticking with us, listening to our episodes every week. We have an awesome episode for you guys today. Today we're going to be discussing a beginner setup um, but really, we're going to focus on a beginner camera. Like, what is a good entry-level uh, camera to jump in the game with? That's what we're going to be discussing today. And then the second half, we're going to be kind of talking about the setup and what uh, what are some things you can add. And we're actually going to put a link in the description of the bundles that both of us uh, really enjoy and what we think could really be awesome for any beginner. So, yeah. So, Christian, tell us, just go ahead and give us what is your intro slash beginner camera what, what are we looking at here yeah so the camera that i want to uh to give y'all is not going to be the cheapest camera that you can find it's not going to be sub 200 dollars. it's right coming in right at that a thousand dollar mark it's the sony alpha a6400 uh, i really want something that's going to be able to last you a, a a season something that theoretically you wouldn't ever need to really upgrade from sure you're going to need to change your lens uh, but this camera is going to to last you as long as you you would need a solid 4k camera it's got uh incredible eye autofocus um it's got a flip screen on it it's got a lot of the the little bells and whistles that i really appreciate and really enjoy with my um sony a7 III uh without the cost of the sony a7 III um so yeah that's the that's the camera that i would get first coming into the game and actually the camera I got first coming into the the game was its older brother the a6500 and so this one does a little bit more than the one that I bought first coming into the game okay I mean that sounds great uh the camera that I picked as my beginner camera because a lot of people have these it's the Canon EOS Rebel T7i it's a DSLR camera and um the, the reason I really like this camera is because you can have, it, it actually has a stabilizer. So the way I shoot is I do a lot of handheld stuff. And so not having to buy an external stabilizer is a huge bonus when you're first starting off. This is an all-purpose camera. It shoots excellent stills. And it actually boosts a 24.2 megapixel range of <laughs> on its sensor. So it's a little bit better than hey, the other no, one no, Christian no. was talking about. Mine has a 24.2. <laughs> Yeah, no, I heard you say 20.2. Okay, but that was also in the other take that we've already cut out. So no one's going to hear that part, you know? Oh, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. You're right. And um, But another reason is I like cameras that have dual purpose. I like that they can do pictures and also video because a lot of times you're going to be doing both of these. And it has great autofocus. So in a beginner camera, I want autofocus. I want to be able to have an easy mic hookup. And then I want to have a good sensor. The reason being, like, like Christian mentioned, I only want to upgrade the lenses. I don't necessarily want to upgrade my body. This body also has built-in Wi-Fi. So you can share photos or video clips with your cell phone or with your client cell phone hey has i Bluetooth. do want it to, to be known that uh okay let me say this first canon is an incredible camera line their lenses are going to cost you a whole lot less than going with most any other line because their lenses are now considered grandfathers to all of the other lenses they're ancient y'all um which isn't a bad thing they've still got good lenses but all of these little bells and whistles that he's talking about, most modern cameras have. Like the Wi-Fi. Right. They can take pictures. They, they, they can, you know, most cameras. So not to discredit your Canon. He's trying to discredit Not to me. discredit the Canon. I'm just saying the Canon having those features doesn't necessarily put it head and shoulders above the rest. 
No, it doesn't. But this is a better camera than the one. Hey, you does your have, have a uh, touch screen? Mine's got a touch screen. Um, it does not have a touch oh, screen. Man, but I don't touch need screen. a touch screen. <laughs> See, the image stabilization really is what sold it for me. So if you're a beginner, actually, I lied. We do have a touch screen. It is a 1.4 milli millimeter dot touch screen LCD. <laughs> I will say. I will say, I do not think the 6400 has in-body stabilization. But and that is all of huge. Sony's That's lenses huge. have image stabilization built in. So That's crazy. So does Canon. So now I have double no, the amount uh -uh. of brand power. Most of Canon's, don't, they didn't start putting that in there until recently. Well, all of my, no, not true. I have image stabilization in lenses that are over eight years old. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Boom. I'm a Canon fan, obviously. Okay, so Christian, let's talk about some of the setups. So we have the camera. You have your lame camera. I have the Rebel <laughs> T7i. We're camera. both starting off. Let's talk about what are we building? I mean, what are we building around the camera? What are some items that we need? Yeah, so... What do you have in your bundle? Uh, so for me, I'm, I am building something that is comparable to what I shoot with. Uh, that will be able to get you in the door ready to do um, three-point lighting setup or two-point lighting setup, depending on how much you're willing to spend with a nice microphone. Um, and so uh, we're looking at getting a couple different newer lights um, all coming in uh, right at 260. Um, newer is a company, by the way. He didn't mean just new. Yes. But yeah, yeah go on. Newer <laughs> panel lights. They're bicolor LEDs. Um, and so you're going to be able Ooh. to match the color temperature of the sky or of the room or wherever you're at. Um, but if you're in a room, pro tip, turn off all the lights. You control the light sources. Anyway, not enough with that. Uh, with a... Uh, just a standard microphone arm, and uh, the microphone that I've got paired with this is the Rode VideoMic uh, Go. It's a lightweight uh, microphone. You can either put it on top of your camera, or you can mount it to a, a boom arm, and I highly recommend mount it to a boom arm. That way, you can get the camera a little bit further away from your subject and still have the mic nice and close to their face. Um, yeah, so all in all, and I'll have all the links for all of this included in the description, um, but all in all, really trying to keep the setup simple, affordable, um, and the rest of the setup is going to run you uh, less than less than $600 more than what the camera is. Okay, so what prices are we talking? Um, we're talking 260 for the the lights, uh, $30 for the microphone arm, another 100 bucks for the microphone itself, um, and then you've got $110 for the tripod. Okay, how much is the camera? The camera's $1,000, $998. Oh, wow, that's a big bundle. So with my bundle, I do not have lights included. My bundle comes in at 1182 What it includes is a microphone, SD card, which you will need, an extra battery, and even oh, a traveling backpack. You just wanted to know if I had Boom. thought through SD card. That's all it was. That's all you were prying for. I just wanted, I you just, were just I prying just for the up. SD card. That's that's what it was. Listen, with Christian's setup, you will not be able to record anything without the SD card. So hey, my, I, com no. my, my setup is very similar <laughs> except for the lights, and I don't, also, I don't have an arm for my microphone. Um, but the good news is, that with your, this setup, your clients you can are gonna just start love to you shoot because their faces are going to look like pancakes because of how close you have to get the mic. Well, guaranteed pancake. We'll delivery. just buy some lapels. We'll buy some <laughs> lapel mics. But reality is, 
check out our setups and then you'll add your own things to them. We added things, but this is like a bare bones. Yeah. Awesome and setup that you can start to shoot. Okay, with. I'm giving JD a real hard time right now, uh, but he also has a a different setup that uh, that we could include. Um, that he's he did think through lights and, and some other stuff for a previous conversation that we've had. Um, that we can toss in with this setup because either way, you're going to need a little bit more than just a camera and a microphone um, to right. really start shooting quality content um, you can get away with a lot just having a camera and a microphone uh, but when you want to up your uh, your level of quality that your level of production you have to add that other stuff in um, you have to have some form of bicolored lights in order to to get a nice color temperature on your subjects you have to have a mic arm or a lapel whichever version you go with you have to have those little things and obviously, yeah. you have to have an SD card. That's just required. That is very true. Um, and also, might I say, the camera that I have um, also includes a rig with that setup. I was just going to say that real quick. It's a little cheap rig. But uh, anyway... <laughs> yeah, like Christian said, you're going to need lights if you're shooting indoors. But th really, this setup is a run and gun setup. That's how I started off. I shot run and gun stuff, slow motion stuff, and then I would edit it all in post and it had no audio to it. So I didn't need tripods. I didn't need lights because mm -hmm. I was just shooting, you know, slow motion pouring of coffee. Like if you're doing a coffee setup, if you let, or you're, you're shooting a coffee shop, you don't you don't really need a microphone. Or if you're just you're, getting all awesome B-roll. Yeah, if you're running around the church getting some B-roll of the worship, B-roll of your pastor, B-roll. I mean, whatever it is that you're doing around the church, chances are, um, especially if you're you're just running around on a Sunday morning. Uh, you're not going to need all this other stuff uh, because you're not going to be able to set it up. I mean, you can't contr you can't change the lighting of the room on a Sunday morning because that's set in stone. That is the way production and your pastor has it, and you can't change that. Right. And so this is a great setup for churches who are just entering into the game, and they want some awesome stuff for social media. You can get hands raised. You can get worship. You can get all these things, and then you can just put it all together and post and you put a music track underneath it, and I've seen it done a million times, and it's very easy, very simple, and it's not as it's not as expensive as a lot of churches are thinking. A lot of churches think that you have to have some expensive setup and, and a ton of tools, and the mm -hmm. reality is you just need a camera, and you want a camera that does have stabilization in it because you will be running around with it. Yep. Um, and at the end of the day, elements you can purchase. At the end of the day, too, you could get away with something less expensive than what we're suggesting. You don't need to For drop a thousand dollars on a camera. However, you are going to get a significant. Uh, there's a significant quality gap between the three four hundred dollar camera and the thousand dollar camera. And really, I mean, what we're talking about is picture quality. And so now we have to talk about the value that picture quality will bring your church is actually pretty tremendous. If you think about it this way, when you look on social media and you see the churches that you aspire to be like, or maybe churches that inspire you, um, you have to think, okay, if I want to look similar, I can do that at a budget price because um, you don't want to sell yourself short either. If you have great content, but like your audio is bad, nobody wants to watch it. Yep. Let's say you have great content, but your video quality is grainy. That's not good either. And so like Christian mentioned, his camera shoots 4K. Mine does not. It shoots 1080. Um, 
And so the difference between those may not be as significant for you, but you definitely want to upgrade if you're shooting at 720 per se. Mm -hmm. So you might already have a camera, but that might be yep. a good B camera. Yep. And you know, not not your primary something camera. Something too, when uh, most video editors that I know and that I talk to are editing 4K footage in a 1080 timeline anyway. Um, so the the end the result of the end result of the project is that they are delivering a uh, 1080 a, 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 an HD image over an SD image or a 4K image. They're just delivering the right there in the middle. Um, but what the benefit of shooting in 4K and then editing at a 1080 gives you is the ability to uh, to zoom in on the frame or to uh, I mean you're compressing a higher quality image down to a smaller size and so you you still get the benefits of that quality but again it's not necessary it's not required i mean i i would say that minimum 1080 is something that is required for sure and like christian said being able to shoot in 4k can be huge let me give you an example when you shoot an interview let's say you're shooting your pastor and he's doing a devotional that you want to put online Let's say he messes up. If you shoot in 4K, you can now have the option of having, imagine four, imagine one big window cut into four segments. That's 4K. You can choose from any of those four windows to zoom into at 100%. So what you can do is you can act like you have a close shot and a wide shot. So you can zoom in on a cut and then you, you take the, the next shot, you zoom out, and now you have a cut. And it doesn't look like a jump cut. It doesn't look like you've clearly messed up. It's a zoom in shot. He messes up. Boom. You zoom out. And then you play and you fast forward to where the edit needs to be. And then it looks seamless. And so that's huge. That's very huge for 4K. It allows you to do one camera setups that look great. So that is that is a bonus that I do yeah. tell a lot of churches. If you are going to get a camera in this day and age, 4K is not just good for the for the high quality of it because a lot of us, we just edit in 1080 anyway. No matter what, you know, 8K or whatever we're shooting with, everybody wants 1080 because not a lot of... Not a lot of players are even playing 8K content right now. Um, you know what I mean? So, no, I mean, no TV networks are even at 4K yet. So, it's really not necessary to get, get uh, I guess, you know, a lot of people get googly-eyed about 4K, but nobody's really playing 4K content in a true sense. We're all playing, you know, less than that. So, Yeah, and I think often the thought is, hey, we need to future-proof. Right. Um, but you like th there is a there it's a balancing act between future proofing for 10 years from now and playing the short term game and when you are uh when you are delivering 1080 content it is still going to be relevant and watchable in 5 6 years easily um but i would even push it past then because uh i mean there there are a lot of I do not think that 4K is going to just take everyone by storm. I mean, sure, our phones have 4K, but our phones are so small that you don't see the pixel differentiation from a 4K video to a 1080 video. It's You're not getting the full benefit of the quality. So go with the 1080. Save a couple bucks. So if you guys are looking for a setup for that two-camera feel, go ahead and check out Christian's setup. It has the 4K there so you can cut and have that zoom shot and then that regular wide shot. And if you just want a 1080 with a, you know some 
in body stabilization, go ahead and check out mine. It's at a, it's at a 1080 um, screen size. So like it'll, you know, it shoots clear and concise at 1080. So maybe that's what you're looking for. And it's going to be a little bit cheaper. Um, but yeah, check out our setups. We're going to have the link below. And Christian, tell us what we're going to be discussing next week. Yeah, next week we are bringing you five video ideas that your church needs to make in COVID, uh, through this COVID season, something that is going to benefit both you and your congregations. And so, uh, man, I'm looking forward to next week's conversation. And, uh, yeah, I was getting ready to say Jay is going to be joining us back, but I don't want to say that. And then him have stuff going on. Um, yeah, just started over. Yeah. Next week we are talking about five video ideas that your church needs to make through this COVID season. And so I am super excited for next week's conversation, just uh, the benefits that we get to bring you and your congregation in this trying season. Yeah, we're excited. And really it's, we want to be practical. So thank you for joining us this week. We hope to see you guys next week. We'll be discussing five videos that your church needs to be doing during COVID. We'll see you guys next week.